never, never did I think this far down the line we would see this throwaway character from Iron Man 3, the there worst is, Iron Man. There is no such thing as a throwaway character <laughs> in the MCU. everybody happy monday and welcome to the geek squared show the show where we talk about the things that we talk about my name's emma and i'm kate bishop and i'm hawkeye with the one ear (laughs) (laughs) today we are going to attempt to do something that has never been done in geek squared history Because there were some Marvel Phase 4 movies released in the later part of 2021 that we did not get to talk about. So, in order to play catch-up, we are going to do four mini-episodes containing reviews and thoughts on Black Widow, Hawkeye, Eternals, and Shang-Chi. The unfortunate part about these three movies in one show, they were not really paid attention to much. Yeah, they didn't really have that much box office success. Especially in comparison to No Way Home. Yeah. I mean, it didn't help that, like, here in Canada, we were in and out of lockdowns throughout the release of all of these. Of course, Scarlett Johansson got the short end of the straw there. We all... The short end of the straw? The shortest straw. (laughs) The short end of the straw. The short end of the straw. She got the shortest straw there because... She was supposed to have a 100% theatrical release, and then it turned into streaming and theatrical, and that impacted a whole lot of things. But she fought for it. Good for her. I love that she actually said something and stood up to Disney. But let's get into the movies themselves. Since we started talking about ScarJo, why don't we start with Black Widow? I have mixed feelings about that movie. Mm -hmm. It wasn't bad. However, definitely not my favorite Marvel movie. It was a functional sequel, but also they did the standalone movie backwards. When you think about the Avengers... They did all the standalone movies first and then introduced all the Avengers then brought all the action figures together. Where in this case, we had only seen Natasha in the Avengers, Iron Man 3 and some of the Captain America movies before she got her standalone movie. Doing so fleshed out her character, I thought. Because it introduced the major conflict that she lives with. And I feel like if you watch Infinity War and Endgame with the knowledge of what she is struggling with, it really does bridge the gap. Furthermore, I thought it really did a good job of bridging that time gap between Civil War and Infinity War. That is fair as well. Because she just like shows up in Infinity War with a ship. How did this happen? Right? So it really does fill in those uh, gaps. In filling in the gap between Civil War and Infinity War, I didn't think that there was any inconsistency. I mean, leave it to Marvel. Yeah. The MCU is so particular about time. Like, it was fluid. Mm-hmm. I thought the movie was fluid. fluid. That's the word I'm looking for. It comes down to this this age-old thing that I always say, the, the villain. It comes down to the villain. Yeah. The villain was not scary. I liked the rest of the cast. I was, like, deeply obsessed with the entire family. Because you got, like, ScarJo, you got Florence Pugh, Rachel Weiss, David Harbour. All incredible. I love Rachel Weiss. Yes, me with too. All my heart. Yes, it's because we love the mummy. Yes. <laughs> That's where it started. Yeah. <laughs> and I also, uh, I love Yelena as a character. And I love the chemistry between her and Alexi. Especially in that one scene where he said he, his father had to pee on his own hands. David Harbour. Yeah, he's hilarious. God bless. He's so funny. And Florence Pugh. I had no idea that both of those actors were so funny Mm -hmm. but 
Back to the the villain. That was the one weak link in the cast. Both accounts, uh, both Dracov and unfortunately Taskmaster fell flat. Yeah. So Taskmaster was the main downfall of Black Widow for me. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. <laughs> Honestly, yes. I, en- I enjoyed it and then enjoyed it <laughs> as soon as Taskmaster hit the screen and we got that backstory. Taskmaster in the Marvel comics is a completely different character. His name is Tony Mack. Masters, former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, with the natural-minded, natural ability to replicate combat and athletic skills using photographic reflexes. And he also has a whole arsenal of weapons to his disposal to trick and mimic our heroes. And he's been a fan favorite, both from the comic books and in Spider-Man PS4. He's certainly one of my favorites. Antonia was a weak character. I wasn't even mad that it was a gender swap. That's fine. The women! But... It was just Doesn't matter the who characters. It was, yeah. The power wasn't there. Mm-mm, not at all. I'll say this. I I have a solution. I have a potential solution that can no way contribute to the MCU at this point. But if we could go back in time and maybe implement this, it maybe would have fixed the taskmaster for me. So I took big issue with the fact that Antonia didn't possess innate skill. Like it was a thumb drive in the back of her head. I also thought that she was a weak character. She was a prisoner in her own body, which is incredibly sad, but I would have preferred if Drakov had her under more of a mental imprisonment. That would have made him seem more scary as well. That as well. Yeah, right? So if, per se, uh, he had manipulated her to the point where she needed to always push herself to be her absolute best, and that's how she gained this skill, that would have solved everything for me, to be honest. Yeah, it would have been fine. And it would have made Antonia's decision to disobey him at the end way more impactful. That is to say, I thought the same about the red dust. When it came to Elena, she didn't really have much of a self-propelled motivation to help her sister, her own sister, just like magic dust. (laughs) And that was her motivation to find Natasha, right? I just feel like it it could have been a lot better. That's not to say I didn't enjoy it. I'd watch it again. It was fine. Like, yeah. I just wish it was better. That's that's what I have to say about Black Widow. I enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah, I I enjoyed it until I enjoyed it. (laughs) And I wish I could enjoy it. Everybody, welcome to our second segment in today's mini episode, episode four part extravaganza. My name's Emma. <laughs> I'm Dilly. <laughs> and today we are talking about Hawkeye. <sighs> Kate Bishop. <laughs> She's also seen in Hawkeye, thankfully. <laughs> and uh, boy, does she oh make an God. entrance. <laughs> I thought Hawkeye was delightful in every way. Yeah. Agreed. It was a cool Christmas DLC for Hawkeye, his his solo adventure. Yeah. <laughs> I've talked about in a previous episode that the fact that they have now hearing impaired characters and deaf characters is very important to me, and I think it's good for representation. That is to say, Maya or Echo, also very cool character. Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. She's so good, dude. Wow. Aaron I've... Yelena, that fight scene where they're like fighting, they're starting the elevator. And then yeah, and it through. goes through the building. Kate Bishop Kate was Bishop. holding it down. She was. Quite frankly. And Yelena even gave her props. She was like, when you did the move with the, that was yeah. good. Yeah, when they're in the, <laughs> when Kate just smacks her. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know what I just did that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love, what's her name? 
Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld. I really like Haley Steinfeld. She was in Pitch Perfect three, and then she's also Gwen in Into the Spider Verse. Oh, so we right, don't get to see right, her, yeah. but we we get a sense of the character, yeah. right? Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. She is part of the Young Avengers. Hundred percent. I believe first character introduction. No, second Kid Loki. But yeah, that's interesting that they are slowly. They're, they're, getting there. they're slowly introducing all these side characters. <laughs> There's going to be so much going on. Well, I think they're trying to tie up all these loose ends, especially with Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. I think that is going to, as much as it is going to open up all these things, so I, going to close I think it's of... going to close a lot of doors and just narrow in on a few key things, which is needed because what... <laughs> there's so much going on, yeah. like you said. There's What If, all the series. There's all the movies in Phase 4 so far. There's a multiverse. There's multiple Doctor Stranges, but there's also now multiple Peter Parkers, multiple Wandas, because we saw at the end of WandaVision that she is, like, making coffee, but also... The Scarlet Witch is learning. It's it's a lot. So it just it needs to tie up some loose ends. And I, I think it will. And I hope it will. But back to the topic of today's episode. Kate Bishop and Yelena were easily Great. my the favorite best part of the part. entire. Yeah, the dynamic between Hawkeye and Kate Bishop is also well. very good. Also very good. But as soon as Yelena came on the screen and she was, was prominent, it was just so much better. <laughs> From the moment they were sharing a pot of mac and cheese and she was like, are you done? Can I put hot sauce on it yeah. now? <laughs> like, so good. Enemies to lovers to enemies that to dog. lovers to enemies to lovers. Oh, pizza dog. Lucky the pizza dog. Also glad to see a return of the Ronin suit. That suit yeah, that was cool. is slick looking. Mm -hmm. And a return of Kingpin. I loved that. Yeah. I, and he's I, still alive. He just does such a good job at yeah. that character. He does. I was kind of disappointed once I saw Kingpin. I was like, where's Matt? But he's in Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> then you saw him later in Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting because Kingpin is one of Spider-Man's villains. I, I also liked the overall theme of Hawkeye. This is one for the outcasts. Because yeah. Hawkeye, he really does play second fiddle when it comes to the Avengers. It's when it comes to Thor, a literal <laughs> god. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then you get like the LARP group. That, that was so funny. Everything was supporting that feel, that like togetherness. It was so Christmassy. Yeah, it, the whole series is basically just like a protege, a nice guy, and Christmas. <laughs> yeah. That's the show. Speaking of which, we got the potential introduction for another character. His wife is Mockingbird. What? I'm pumped. I'm pumped too. How did we not know this for so long? Well, she's in hiding. <laughs> You're right. Uh, and icing on the cake. Actually, two, two layers of icing. First layer, Jack with the sword. At the end. He got me. I thought for sure he was a villain. Well, the mom got me. I had no yeah. idea it was going to be the mom. Neither did I. At the beginning, I thought, yeah, okay, Jack's obviously in some sticky situation. And then I thought, oh, you know what? He's a little bit too evil. That's too, too much. Yeah. I thought, okay, there's got to be someone else behind this. Had no idea it was her mom. Second layer of icing, Rogers, the musical, the obnoxiously accurate <laughs> portrayal of a Broadway musical. <sighs> but you know what? It was accurate. <laughs> it could have been a number in Spider-Man, the musical. <laughs> could have been. <laughs> uh, though nobody was injured. All right, moving on. Good evening, everybody. Here's our third segment of the four-part extravaganza episode, Extravaganza. <laughs> My name's Tilly. <laughs> and I'm Emma. <laughs> and how did we feel about Eternals? Good question. I really, really liked Eternals. I think a lot happened 
I think that too much happened in this movie. It was it was a little much. <laughs> <laughs> like all the characters like yes. having to go back and forth, find this person, find that person. It was a bit like a find and return mm-hmm. quest. Mm-hmm. They but- covered a lot of ground and I can tell it's important. I'm just not sure how, <laughs> yeah. but I respect it. But now that Ajax is dead, Sprite is now a human and will eventually die. Icarus literally flew himself into the sun. Oh yeah, he did that. Um, I forgot about that. <laughs> Gilgamesh dead. It's going to be way more coherent. <laughs> I hope so. Because it was not only the introduction. They had, what, centuries, millions of years, like millennia, mm-hmm. however long yeah. to cover. So yeah. like now that we're back on time, I think they'll be able to... Yeah, there's less characters. To hone it in a little yes. and, and make it less of a stepping stone type of movie. Yes, there's less characters to keep track of, that's for sure. And that being said, I was a little bit disappointed in the lack of Fastos and Makari that we saw. Same. I love Makari. Yeah, me too. Being one of the only black LGBTQ characters and one of the only deaf characters that we've seen in the MCU, I was just kind of disappointed that we didn't see more of them. But that is a very personal note for sure. I do obviously respect the fact that the story was about Cersei and Icarus and Makari and Fastos weren't leader characters by any means. However, I do like that the Eternals are diverse. Yes. Because that is not something that was from the comics. That is a new concept. They all have different backgrounds because they were separated for so long and they were involved in different cultures. Mm -hmm. They're all just so different. And I really, really like that. They really felt like a family, even more so than the Avengers to me. A thousand percent. Yeah. The way that Gilgamesh took care of Thena and stuff like that, that was just really nice and heartwarming. Speaking of Thena, I have a theory that Thanos had Mad Weary. Oh, right. He's his brother. Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot. He is an eternal. So I have a theory because they have changed Thanos from the comics. Well, I guess we don't really know Eros's power either. Yeah. We have to see what the next step is Mm -hmm. for the Eternals. Mm -hmm. Because we don't know that all of the Eternals have the same like type of power. Exactly. Speaking of their powers, Mm -hmm. they're all freaking cool. They're all freaking cool. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Which? Which eternal are you? I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like you have a Gilgamesh vibe to you. Gilgadruig. Oh, okay. I see it. Let me just take care of my friend. And then part of me is like... Let me enslave this entire group of people. Okay. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Not what I was going to say. I do not support (laughs) enslaving people. However, I would be like, why can't I just make them stop? I have the solution to this. But it's not a solution. But it's not a solution. That's the thing. I reluctantly have to say while i was watching the beginning of the movie and we were introduced to the first few characters i thought to myself wow because they don't age they can really just specialize in whatever they want and have whatever jobs they want wouldn't it be cool to just be to a just teacher be, no to just be famous forever oh. and ever and ever and then immediately kingo's scene started oh i guess that's me the thing is i feel like eternals is going to be one of those movies where you don't have to watch it in order for the rest of phase four to make sense. I could be wrong about that. I could be very wrong. The rest of phase four, I don't think. I'm just, I, I, I guess I'm struggling right now with seeing where the Eternals fit. Why did the Eternals movie need to be made? And once that question is answered for me, maybe I'll see it differently. I think it's a long gameplay. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, One last ahead, note, the outfits. Yeah, see, those didn't even impress me either. I love them. The way, especially, I just love the whole aesthetic with the Celestials and their whole like technology. It's all like gold and like wiry. Mm-hmm. Like I want to wear it, <laughs> is my point. <laughs> you know what did do it for me? Shang-Chi's armor and the movie in general. <laughs> so you know what that means? We're going into part four.
Welcome to the part four of the part four, far part. We didn't even say good morning, everybody. That's Tilly. I'm Emma Shang-Chi now. Ta-da. Ta-da. I'm so glad we got Kung Fu yeah. in the Marvel Universe. Super refreshing. Very nostalgic. Nostalgic? Nostalgic. Very nostalgic of Kung Fu movies and just the, the poetry and the grace of those kind of fight scenes. Super eye-catching, very Matrix-esque. <laughs> very flashy, very... Very flashy. Uh, the scene where the parents meet with the leaves. Oh, man. Yo, that was, like, sensual. <laughs> it, but it was also just, like, really well done. Yeah. The Kung Fu wire work. Yeah, how did they make fighting sensual? <laughs> I swear to you, it's the Kung Fu. It is, this, the it is. American it's the fighting grace. is so brutal. There's, there's no finesse. Little, Yeah, there's no finesse. There's little intention behind the moves. With Kung Fu styles, there's... It's so like pretty. Yeah, it's so pretty. It's like dancing. Yeah. Which is so why it was sensual. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me a lot of figure skating. Well, let me tell you this. Figure skating is kung fu on ice. <laughs> oh, good point. Even when Shang-Chi went from the fist to the open hand, that was such a distinct contrast, right? It, it was just the intent behind it. I know not everybody loved this, but the return of Trevor... Who would have thought? Ben Kingsley. Never, never did I think this far down the line we would see this throwaway character from Iron Man 3, the there worst is, Iron Man. There is no such thing as a throwaway character <laughs> in the MCU. Of all MCU characters, this was the one who had to come back. Trevor. Um, obviously, Shang-Chi really outstanding for representation. And I would say it's very culturally important. I firmly believe that at some point, a little bit off topic, but Black Panther is going to be inducted into the National Film Registry. And I think Shang-Chi would follow it because it is culturally very significant. First Asian-led superhero film in the NC in the MCU. And it's a valuable addition. He's not just a throwaway character, right? They speak Mandarin for a bulk of the film. It explores the challenges that Asian Americans face. I loved the appearance of Katie's family when they were having a meal at her place and we saw three generations sharing a table. We see these micro interactions that showed the difference between Katie's younger brother and Katie and Katie's mom and Katie's grandma. Her mom's telling her how hard she worked when she was her age. Her grandmother's like, what are you getting married? Like you just see all of these totally relevant interactions. I mean, I'm not Chinese, but as a young adult with a huge immigrant family, I felt that scene. It, it was so down to earth. Yeah. Speaking of family, how about the reveal of Wen Wu as the Mandarin, the real Mandarin? Again, MCU and time. Common theme, common plaything for, yeah. you know, it redeemed the Mandarin. We got the full history, you know, a villain from 2013 in Iron Man 3 again. And like they, they planned so far ahead. I know all of this is written out in comic form, but still. Kevin Feige, man. Just yeah. to like put it all together on screen. And in a condensed way, because I mean... If you put all the comics together, it's it would like, be hours long, right? They really have to condense it and also to to be accessible to a, a broad scale audience and not just like the hardcore Marvel fans. Yeah. They do need to make it a little bit simpler and easier to follow. They always do a really good job of that when it comes to these time jumps and like this character from way back here is now very important and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I th it was cool. Speaking of characters being in multiple things, we saw the freaking abomination who I know everyone says that the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton is like not canon, but it yes. is. <laughs> but <laughs> Technically, it is. it is. We just don't want it to be. <laughs> so is he going to be? Maybe. Or maybe that was just like a little cameo. 
Maybe. Like, yeah, maybe. We, that's the thing. Listen, we thought that with Trevor. With, yeah, that's the thing <laughs> with uh, with Marvel. You never know if it's just like, do I care? Yeah. Or not. Exactly. <laughs> oh, did you also notice that there was an extremist soldier? I did not. From, I almost said Iron Maiden. Mm. Iron Man. My favorite three? Marvel movie. <laughs> Iron, Ma- Iron Maiden 3. Iron, Iron, Iron Maiden. <laughs> Iron Maiden 3. Which means they're still out there. Yeah. Stuff like that. Do we pay attention to it? Or is it just, oh, that's a cool little Easter egg? Who even knows? We cannot predict. Yes. The uh, the fight scene between Shang-Chi and his dad, mm-hmm. where five of the rings yes. come over. That was so cool. It was so cool to watch how differently they used it. Yes. Super good choreography. Choreography, yeah. I also really liked that Chinese mythology was implemented. The great protector of Talo was, it was a dragon. Sick. Yeah. So cool. So, okay, I've got a question for you. So, the end scene, Wong brings Shang-Chi and Katie yes. to the, the Sanctorum. Right. And it's like, yeah, these are a lot older than we thought they were. The, the rings. rings. Okay. The only reason I think this is because when Shang-Chi is using them, they're lit up like light, right? Whereas when his dad's using them, they're like kind of bluish. Okay. So, I'm wondering if whatever dark power that led his dad to find the rings is what made them like corrupted. Oh, maybe. And therefore blue. But now... Because Shang-Chi is like pure of heart. Pure of heart. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> he's freaking Naruto. He's got these rings that are now like lighting up goldish. Mm-hmm. Are they Eternals tech? Yeah, I thought that too. And what is and isn't Eternals tech that we have also seen so far? Okay, here's my question. Are the Eternals like the Isu? Oh, from Assassin's of Creed? Of Assassin's Creed. They are the gods. They are the gods, yeah. I mean, could be because Icarus, mythology, exactly. Athena goddess exactly they said they knew thor Mm -hmm. and heimdall i believe is as guardian eternal that is another episode (laughs) (laughs) all righty i don't know if we succeeded or unsucceeded (laughs) in doing four mini episodes before we go let's do our weekly recommendations so my recommendation this time is the good place it is such a good show it's it's hilarious basically it's this point system like either you get into hell or you get into heaven but like it really 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 makes you question not only like how do i be a good person or like this is how to be a good person it's like what does that mean what is a good person it's been very interesting to like poke my my moral thoughts it's just a great show (laughs) I, i highly recommend it it's on netflix Also on Netflix is a movie called White Tiger, and it's based on the novel of the same name, which I did not enjoy, had to read it for a book report, didn't even finish the book. The movie, however, very, very good, very strong cast. It's about this impoverished young man in rural India who uses his wit and his cunning and incredible sense of ambition to become a driver for the rich. It's offbeat, gritty, surprisingly, and just an incredible story with some A-class acting. Wasn't a huge fan of the book, huge fan of the movie very rare so check it out whether yeah, you've read it's not it or often not. that the movie's better than the mm-hmm. book I, I just felt that the movie really wrapped up everything nicely I thought the book was a little long winded but whether you've read the book or not definitely check it out White Tiger Priyanka Chopra's in it just a reminder we release new episodes every Monday so we will see you next week this has been the Geek Squared Show the show where we talk about the things that we talk about my name's Emma and I am still Kate Bishop <laughs> <laughs> okay and I am still Hawkeye with one ear <laughs> down below in the description you can find all of our socials and our buy me coffee if you would like to fund the chaos also if you have the ability please rate our podcast we hope you guys enjoyed this one and have a great day
You know how long I've been waiting to talk to you about this? I've been waiting for you. Waiting. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've been, been here. I've been waiting to talk to you about my Eternals theories and, and my Shang-Chi theories, but Yo, you it's know just how, been so long. <laughs> you know how many times you've been here and I've almost blurted out, do you think Thanos has Mad Weary? <laughs> Freaking. Oh, yo. Oh, oh. Yes. Oh, oh, because, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. back it up. So do you think that he has Mad Weary and he knows it? That's what I'm saying. He has harnessed it. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. 